0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Quite simply put, today we remember one of the greatest of all time. We remember Bobby Bowden. Joe Rigotti, let's hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go!
1: You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with them. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 1063.
0: Yes, it's a day that we knew was coming. It also, when we found out yesterday Bobby Bowden had passed, did not ease uh, any of uh, the shock and the pain. Uh, But what it has done is it will allow us to pay proper respects to uh, maybe the most influential figure in the history of college football, and here especially in the state of Florida. We start off the work week here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker coming to you from the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the a little bit overcast, intracoastal. Joe Regatti hanging out with me until 1 o'clock on ESPN 106.3. Coquel has the day off. I want to jump right into it because... Back on July 21st, if you recall, I was at Big Ten Media Days, and that's when we found out, that's when it was announced that Bobby Bowden was terminally ill. And when you hear that, you don't know. You don't know the timeline. It could be days, could be weeks, could be months, could be a year, year and a half. But uh, we knew that Bobby had been sick. Uh, Things had taken a turn for the worse, and when we found out that his son Uh, Terry Bowden, who is now the coach at Louisiana Monroe, had left that team to go see his father on Saturday, sort of had an idea of what was to come. And uh, we uh, inevitably found out on Sunday morning that Bobby Bowden had passed away. But I also think that this is, like on July 21st, what we did on this show is we decided to talk about Bobby. And decided to hear your stories about Bobby Bowden because nobody should have to wait until after they've passed to uh, hear what sort of impact that they had on people, both positive and negative. And with Bobby Bowden, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And so today, now we're in a spot where we talk about what he meant to us and what he meant to us as fans and what he meant to us as college football people and as people as a whole. And we talk about legacies. And Bobby Bowden's legacy, to me, is all over the place. And I'm not quite sure that his legacy actually lives on the football field and with the national championships. I think Bobby Bowden and the way he conducted himself was, for me, what sticks with me most. About his legacy. And throughout the course of today's show, we're going to talk with former players and we're going to talk with current coaches and we're going to have those that were alongside him in the locker room and played for him tell their tales. But I'm going to tell you my impression of Bobby Bowden the legacy, the portion of his legacy, the lengthy scroll that is his legacy what stands out to me what resonates with me the college football fan the person that as a kid watched his florida state teams dominate but by the time i got down here to the state of florida and here in south florida it was just every season people wondering when he was going to retire so i never got the full fledged close access, this is Bobby type of treatment that so many of you did, especially so many of you that are mourning today that went to Florida State. But for me, the man exuded grace. You talk about wide right, wide right too, wide left. There was never one time that he pointed fingers or heaped blame on anybody or trash-talked Miami After those crushing losses, he always stood up there like a southern gentleman and owned it and got his team ready to play the very next week. Your bitter rival, Miami, and three different times in critical games, your kicker misses. And he never buried the kicker, never made a change of that position afterwards, and owned all of it. That is grace. That is grace. The 11 wins vacated by the NCAA over the academic scandal that in retrospect, it's so silly. I mean, it is so silly. The NCAA trying to send some sort of message that still has yet to actually be deciphered about what happened at Florida State. So petty, taking away 11 wins from Bobby Bowden. And Bobby never complained about it. He never got angry about it, at least publicly. Did he ask for them back? Absolutely. But if you recall, Bobby Bowden became the all-time wins leader after Joe Paterno had the 100-plus games taken away after the Jerry Sandusky scandal. And multiple times on the record, Bobby Bowden said, it makes me uncomfortable to be called the all-time wins leader. There's nothing to celebrate about it. A circumstance like this should never be celebrated. That is grace, because he could have absolutely just used that and said, hey, this is me, all-time wins leader, but he knew the scope of the situation, he knew the seriousness of the situation, and he never celebrated that. But it's also, too, the way in which he never rubbed any of his success into anybody. He never overwhelmed you with it. Very unlike his successor, Jimbo Fisher who uh, his arrogance is off the charts. Bobby never had that. I mentioned Southern Gentleman earlier. That's what he was. Bobby Bowden was the ultimate gentleman who ended up being one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, assembling some of the greatest rosters in college football history, and at the time, in 99, had the only team in college football history to be number one every single week of the season in the AP poll. I mean, that is remarkable. And he did it all while doing things for people. He always had an ear that people could talk to. He always had the time for people. He didn't brush anybody off. He wanted to get to know you. He wanted that connection. He wanted that relationship. And I can't single out one of those instances because I've seen hundreds of people tell those stories since yesterday the great Bobby Bowden listening to them praying for their father praying for their mother writing a letter to their sister taking a photo signing an autograph like that's what Bobby did that's the stuff that stands out because so many people in our world just flat out suck but that was Bobby Bobby's legacy to me is the grace in which he conducted himself with It had nothing to do with what happened on the field. But there are a lot of fans, I'm sure, who are going to say, no, 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 he didn't get enough respect for what he actually did on the field. So let's talk about Bobby Bowden's legacy. He passes away yesterday morning, and now we get to discuss the greatness of the man and the impact that he left, especially here in the state of Florida and especially here in South Florida and especially here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast where there's so many Florida State fans, Florida State alum, those today that have an opportunity to talk about the man, Bobby Bowden. To you, when we discuss Bobby Bowden's legacy, what stands out most to you? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Bobby Bowden, his legacy, all of the things that he did on the field, off the field, the relationships that he had, what stands out most to you? What's the thing you keep going back to about Bobby Bowden's legacy? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's head to Twitter where uh, Senator Ted Coops tweets, just being a great person who is nice to everyone even Steve Spurrier. Damn right, even Steve Spurrier, the ultimate college football troll. To this day, Steve Spurrier is still taking shots at Texas as they make the transition to the SEC. Is still taking shots at Georgia. Is still taking shots at any other SEC team that falls in his sights. And that's right, Bobby Bowden was graceful even to Steve Spurrier. Uh, Paul Hours tweets, Bobby won a ton of games, but never made football more important than it was, which is why he lasted so long. I think there's something to that. I mean, Bobby Bowden, it was not a a great start at Florida State. He got a real long leash after he headed to FSU, headed to Tallahassee from West Virginia. But the fact that he prioritized the right things is what helped his longevity. It truly did. But going back to the point I'm making about Bobby Bowden and grace, his grace being to me what I go back to with his legacy, I had mentioned that I came down here to South Florida in 2007. This is when I started working here at the old ESPN 760, which has turned into ESPN 106.3 and ESPN West Palm. And every single year, those three years, those final three years of Bowden that I was down here, It was him constantly facing questions about his retirement. What's Florida State going to do? They're not the same team. They're playing 500 ball. When's Bobby leaving? When's Jimbo being elevated? I was here for Jimbo being named the successor, the coach in waiting. That just sped up that discussion. When's Bobby out? And then finally, Florida State made the announcement that was going to be it for Bobby. He was going to go into his final season. And... He never, ever flinched, never got argumentative, never got upset, was never standoffish, was never defensive about all of the questions that he got about when he was going to retire. Think about that. Think about how annoying that would be. Like, for me, I would be really annoyed if I had to walk in every single day to ESPN 106.3 and have someone ask me, Hey, Ken, when are you stepping away? when are you going to get out of here? And I'm sure some of you want to do that on a regular basis. But how annoying would that be? And to know on staff that you have the guy that's going to take over for you. And how about this? After the fact, Jimbo takes over and Bobby stepped away. Didn't go to games. Was not in public around the facility. Wasn't on campus. Stayed away because he didn't want Jimbo Fisher to think that Bobby Bowden was looking over his shoulder. I mean, that's incredible. And that takes a lack of ego. That takes a lack of arrogance to be able to do that. Bobby Bowden built Florida State football. He built it. Didn't create it, but he built it to what we know Florida State to be. He's the reason Florida State became what it became. And for him to just step away and say, hey, Jimbo, this is yours, takes a lot, man. That takes an awful lot. That's a huge part of his legacy to me, is that he was just a damn fine human being. What about you with Bobby Bowden? What stands out to you most about his legacy after he passes away yesterday morning? 888-760-3776. 888 760 3776. Let's head back to social media here uh, because we have a, a couple of other really good uh, insights from fans. I always think, and this is according to Mike Wichter, at Mike Wichter on Twitter, I always think about how much his players loved him and vice versa while they were playing and after they left FSU. You don't hear often anybody say, oh, Bobby wasn't the coach for me. That sucked. I had a terrible experience at Florida State. He looked out for his guys. He looked out for his players. Andrew tweets, wide right. Unlike other teams in Florida, he never shied away from Miami. His impact on players off the field was always more important to him than what happened on the field. And it sweep the leg tweets, very similar to Andrew. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. Bobby Bowden would schedule anyone to play anywhere at any time. 1993, this is one of my first early, like really in my face, seared into my memory, college football recollections. 93, you recall, Florida State, number one at the time, goes up to South Bend to play Lou Holtz and Notre Dame. And they end up losing. that should have, could have derailed the eventual national championship season. Bobby didn't have to schedule that game. He didn't have to bring his team to South Bend. didn't have to bring his team to Notre Dame. But Bobby would get the call, and he'd say, let's make it work. And he went up there, and Florida State lost, lost late in that game. And then the very next week, got a massive gift when Boston College went into Notre Dame and won in South Bend. But Bobby would play anyone, anytime, anywhere, absolutely. He didn't have to play Miami. They did it because he understood the rivalry. didn't have to play Florida. did it because he understood the rivalry and understood the significance. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. I love that. Bobby Bowden would absolutely play any team, anytime, anywhere. What stands out to you most about Bobby Bowden's legacy? 888-760-3776, 888 seven six zero three seven seven six. Jay is in West Palm. Jay, you're on LeVick alive. What's up, Jay? Hey,
2: not much, man. No, I remember when I was a younger person in the eighties and uh, I didn't know a lot about Florida State football, but I was tuning into a game and specifically to to speak in terms of the game, talk the way he spoke about his players mm-hmm. and, and never put them down and I just listened to him. it. But just something that resonated about this guy. Because I felt like this guy for some for some than a coach, you know, and, and it always struck me that he was really passionate about the players that played for him, and, and to this day, I've been a Florida State fan, and it was just the way that he conducted himself, and he carried himself.
0: Yeah, it's just a, a personality about him, and uh, Jay, appreciate it, you're breaking up a little bit there, but think about it. A guy from West Virginia, coming to Tallahassee, and then heading down to Belle Glade and sitting in the living room. Like that's not, that, that, that was not a, a normal thing. And Bobby Bowden, big Southern personality, sitting down in the living room, say of a, a Jesse Hester, and saying, hey, this is why you should come play at Florida State. Like, Think about that. It takes someone that oozes, oozes personality to be able to pull something like that off. And he did it. And he did it. A man, those 93 teams... And again, being a Chicago guy, I very much remember the hysteria around Notre Dame when they beat Florida State and they got elevated to number one in the nation. Uh, but man, that 93 team, Charlie Ward, like that's the first team truly that me, young me, because I was nine years old at the time, that's the one that stood out to me as my first taste of what the standard of college football is. Because I was still a little bit too young for late 80s Miami And didn't quite wrap my mind around it. Florida State, Charlie Ward, 93, Bobby Bowden, his big block letter FSU hats. Like that. That's what my first true taste of college football was before my fandom and my awareness of all of it. it really, really evolved. What stands out to you most about the legacy of Bobby Bowden? We celebrate him. We don't mourn him. We celebrate him the day after his passing. 888-760-3776. 760 888-760. Three seven seven six. We'll continue to take your tweets. We'll continue to take your calls as well. On Bobby Bowden, and when we come back, our Brian McLevin Rowitz had a chance to catch up with former Florida State football captain, Palm Beach Gardens alum, Dr. David Castillo to talk about the man, the legend, Bobby Bowden. You'll hear that when we return. Joe Rigotti hanging out with me. I'm Ken Levicka, and Ken Lavica Live is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash NBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. They are the standard when it comes to you getting into the sports industry. I saw Dr. Jim Reardon, a couple of tweets uh, in remembrance of Bobby Bowden uh earlier today even yesterday but the fau MBA sport management program dr jim reardon the head of that and what a job he does the fau MBA sport management program is your path to sports it's your red carpet to sports you put the work in and you're absolutely going to uh get what you aspire to get including adrian pina who uh, got his MBA in sport management at florida atlantic he is now the director of annual giving and ticket priority at auburn a little sec love there with the fau MBA sport management Management program but it's not just big time college athletics it's oh yeah the NFL it's the NHL the Dolphins The Panthers, it's at the local level, the Palm Beach County Sports Commission. It's all across the country in in college athletics uh, where you see students who got their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, and it's because the professors work in the sports industry, are getting firsthand knowledge, and it evolves with the times. It's not stagnant. You're learning and you're experiencing. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, sign up for spring semester courses. You can do them remotely or on campus in Boca. It's as simple as logging on to fau.edu slash Sport. david castillo dr david castillo palm beach gardens alum former florida state captain and he will talk with brian mclovin rowitz when we return a special edition of ken levick alive as we remember bobby bowden here on espn 106.3
1: You are listening to Ken Lavick Alive. Call the show now at 888 760 3776. Here's Ken
0: and Coquel. Just a couple of moments, we're uh, we'll are we hear from the captain of the 2005 ACC champion Florida State Seminoles, Dr. David Castillo, the Palm Beach Gardens grad. Brian McLevin rowitz was able to uh, sit down with him, and they chatted it up about Bobby Bowden. As we remember, we celebrate Bobby Bowden today, the legend, the Florida State headman, the man who made Florida State football, and we're going to be doing it throughout the day here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, hey, EDS air conditioning, EDS is yes, EDS air conditioning in these summers and uh, hey it looks like we may have a little bit of a tropical system coming our way here uh in a couple of days at least some early forecasts and we know what that means if we're going to get some bad weather if we might get something tropical that always raises uh the the chances that you could have some power problems you could have some air conditioning problems you need that thing working right you need to make sure that if your power goes out once the power comes back that air conditioning is rolling or if you've got an older unit That tropical system could just flat out knock that out. You need to make sure you're up to date. You need to make sure you avoid problems beforehand. But we all know that uh, a lot of us wait until the air conditioning goes out. And you need a quick call and the person to go to, the people to go to. EDS air conditioning, because again, EDS is yes. They've been doing it since 2006. They know Palm Beach County. They know the Treasure Coast. They know South Florida. They're family-owned and operated. They're drug tested. They've got to go through a certification process. And, oh yeah, the equipment that they use? It's train. Uh, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train, and they're using the best equipment that they can, the things that are going to last the longest, the things that are going to give you the best peace of mind. That's what they do at EDS Air Conditioning because, again, of course, EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, you can call them at 561-316-8799. I'll say it again. I'll say it slower. Write it down. You need an air conditioning plan, 561 316 Eight seven nine nine EDS is yes, EDS air conditioning, EDS Before we hear from Dr. David Castillo, the captain of the two thousand five Florida State football team, a couple of weeks ago, Coquel uh, was at ACC Media Days, and that's when we found out that uh, Bobby Bowden was terminally ill. And again, I remember the date, it was July twenty first. This was just a couple of weeks ago, and Coquel that day was sitting down with Florida State head coach Mike Norvell and here is what the current Florida State head man had to say about the former Florida State head man Bobby Bowden.
3: Coach Norvell what does a Bobby Bowden mean to you? I mean, everything.
0: I mean, he has just been uh, such a tremendous example of not only what it is to be a coach, but what it is to be a man. And, you know, if you can go through your life and uh, to be able to have the experiences that he's had, to be able to make the impact that he's made, uh, it allows you to be at peace, uh, you know,
3: even through challenge. And, uh, you know, we're our thoughts and prayer with him and Miss Ann, just, uh, you know, the whole family. But, uh, but what a, what an incredible journey and, and uh, just grateful for the
0: opportunity that, uh, that I have and being able to know him and. To be able to have that relationship. Uh, so again, that's Mike Norvell uh, uh, on Bobby Bowden. Now, I tried to uh, get Florida Atlantic head coach Willie Taggart to uh, to give us a little bit of time. Unable to, he's in the throes of camp. I totally get it, but uh, Willie has had nothing but amazing things to say about Bobby Bowden. And if you recall, it was Willie Taggart who, for all intents and purposes, brought. Bobby Bowden back to the Florida State program. So I know that Florida State fans can sit here and they can curse Willie and uh, they can uh, look down on Willie and unfairly blame him for some of Florida State's problems, but what Willie did do in the way too Too short a time he was in Tallahassee because he did not deserve that exit. But what he did do is he reintroduced Bobby back into the program, made sure that Florida State fans, after uh, about uh, eight, nine years of not having Bobby around, continued to understand a new generation of Florida State fans that Bobby was the reason for all of that in Tallahassee and Willie from day one had Bobby back at practice had uh, Bobby around the players uh, developed that relationship and brought Bobby back into the Florida State football fold so let's not forget about Willie Taggart's role in all of this with Bobby Bowden in his later years deservedly so getting back into the swing of things at Florida State but one of the great things about Bobby Bowden, and I was talking about his grace, I was talking about the respect that he commanded. Because to me, with his legacy, and again, we're taking uh, your calls. It just I, I want to get a feel. What about Bobby Bowden's legacy stood out and stands out most to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I ask that because it's so wide-ranging. It can be on the field, absolutely. But it also... Can be off the field because he impacted so many people. So feel free. The thing about Bobby Bowden's legacy that stands out to you most 888 760 760 3776. But Miami fans love Bobby Bowden. My wife is a hardcore, almost dangerously so, almost frighteningly so Florida State fan. Uh, uh, Miami fan. Oh, God, I'm going to get castrated tonight for saying that. Miami fan went to Miami. Season ticket holder. And she loves, loves, has used that word, loves Bobby Bowden. The outpouring of love that you've seen from Miami fans on social media. Even before Bobby passed, for years, we love Bobby. We respect Bobby. I remember Miami fans going to bat for him when uh, there was the discussion about whether or not it was time for him to retire. I mean, Miami fans love Bobby Bowden. Just across the board. And... One of the guys who's in a unique situation is Manny Diaz, who graduated from Florida State, was a GA under Bobby Bowden at FSU, now University of Miami, head football coach, and this was him with Coquel at ACC Media Days on Bobby Bowden.
2: Coach Diaz, you started at FSU under Coach Bowden. What has he meant to you and the game of football?
0: Just getting the great fortune to be in that program in the late 90s when they really were the standard and the grace that he ran that program with. I mean, here's a guy that won more games than anybody ever. And he walked up and down that hallway with no ego. Um, and again, I just can't use a better word than grace and humility. You want to talk about a, a touching lives and affecting lives, not just as coaching X's and O's and football and the, and the two national championships he's won, but just the way that that person has changed the people around him. Uh, it's kind of why he coach, you know what I mean? You want, you want to be helped, you know, it's, it's not the games he's won. It's the lives he's impacted. I don't know if anybody's had the impact he has. So again, Manny Diaz on uh, his former mentor and uh, his school's former head football coach and then turned into a competitor of Florida State, Manny Diaz, Miami head football coach. A man who knew Bobby very well and a man who uh, put in the time, put in the work. He's a local Palm Beach Gardens alum, uh, was the captain or a captain of the 2005 ACC champions at Florida State, Dr. David Castillo. He sat down with our Brian McLovin Rowitz to talk about Bobby Bowden, to remember and celebrate Bobby Bowden. And Here it is right here on ESPN 106.3.
3: Playing for Coach Bowden is something that, you know, a lot of people have experienced. He had a very long playing career or coaching career. Sorry. But for you, what do you remember about playing for Coach Bowden?
4: Well, I mean, you know, I can't even put into words, you know, how much he's meant to me, you know, over the... You know, past like 21 years. uh, I think I posted on Facebook today or earlier today about, you know, how much he's meant to me and how you know, his decision to offer me a scholarship in his office on January 15th of 2000, you know, changed my life. Um, But, you know, I I, I have a different experience than a lot of players did. Um, You know, I I played for six seasons. Most people don't get to do that. Um, I was uh, on his unity councils for four different seasons. I was a captain of one of his teams when I got done playing. And uh, you know, I was uh, recovering from all the surgery and trying, you know, working on getting into uh, to medical school. I was working for Seminole Boosters and I got to go on the Bobby Bowden golf tour with him for two years and I drove all over the place with him. And so I got to spend like countless hours in, in, on the plane and driving him and and just picking his brain and soaking up all the wisdom that he has. And, uh, you know, and we've obviously stayed in touch over the years and, you know, we commute. I, I was just actually reminiscing and looking over a bunch of emails that we've sent back and forth over the years and you know unfortunately he's been in the huddle quite frequently here in tallahassee so every time he came in i would go and see him and you know i just had a a very different you know uh, opportunity to get to know coach bowden not only as a coach and, and and things like that but you know off the field as well and that's that's something that i think is pretty unique that most players don't really get the one
3: thing everyone talks about with coach bowden is when you meet him you feel like your friend. You feel like you've known him for years. Anyone can attest to that, whether you're the random person at the grocery store or whether you played six years for him. What do you remember about that first time he came to recruit you? Because I'm sure a lot of college coaches were coming and trying to, you know, say, hey, we want to be your guy. But how distinctly different was he that first time you met him? We're like, wait, have I known this guy for a while?
4: Well, yeah, he had that Southern charm, you know, and that was something that was extremely remarkable about him is that, you know, whether he was a lifelong friend or you know, or he had a lifelong friend he was talking to, or or somebody that he had never met before that ran into him at a restaurant, he always made that person feel like they were family and they were they they have been lifelong friends. And he was always so, you know, gracious and 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 you know, humble and just personable to everybody. And I, I never met anybody who didn't say that Coach Bowden didn't take the time to, to make them feel special, no matter how busy he was, what he was doing, where he was, whether he just lost a football game or won a national championship. It, it, he was always open and always honest and just very personable, and he always made people feel special, and that's something that was definitely unique to him.
3: Palm Beach Gardens, Florida State alum David Castillo joined us here. Remember Coach Bowden. It's one thing to have that experience as a high schooler, as a 17, 18-year-old. But when you look back on it, how much more do you appreciate the time and effort he put into making you who you are today?
4: I mean, that's probably the best thing out of all this. You know, getting to play for Coach Bowden was an honor. Getting to play for Florida State was an honor. You know, I bleed garnet and gold, but so much of the uh, of the memories I have and the things that I appreciate more is not the the wins and the, the rings that we got or, you know, the championships we won or, or things like that. It was it was the fact that day in and day out, he would he was a role model. He was a mentor. He practiced what he preached, you know, and he showed every single one of his former players. How to be a man? How to be a good person? How to be a Christian? How to treat people with respect? And that, you know, this the, this time on earth was temporary, you know. And he would he never passed on the opportunity to make sure that you know his players knew what he believed in, and he didn't try to force it on people, but he wanted. He used to tell you even if you don't believe what I believe, believe in something, you know? And I, I love when, you know, Coach Rick always gives his testimony about after, you know, Pablo died, it was many years before me, but how that brought him to, to to his faith and things like that. So, I mean, I think that's Coach Bowden's biggest legacy overall, is not the wins and how many national championships he has. And you know, in my opinion, he should still be the winningest coach in college football, but that's, I'm not going to get on the soapbox <laughs> about that, but, you know, his impact off the field I mean is 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 more of of what coach Bowden was about than than just the football coach
3: yeah so on those lines I saw Myron Roll share on social media today when he went for the Rhodes Scholar he missed the first half of that Maryland game and to coach Bowden there was never a question it was like yeah go do that thing you're someone excelling in the medical field right now what was that feeling like knowing that coach was going to be supportive and yes he wanted you on the field but he also wanted you to excel after football as well
4: I mean that that was big. I think back to my playing career. Um, you know, it was 2003 when when I had a you know a really freak, pretty devastating injury. It was called a Liz Frank dislocation of my foot. Um, early in the year, I think it was Georgia Tech. It was the third game of the year, uh, and you know I went to go see specialists. And of course, the orthopedic surgeon said, "No, you need to have surgery right away." But the guy behind me was a true freshman, and I wasn't going to do that. To you know, I was like, I'm saying I'm going to do anything I can to play. Um, and, you know, I went and saw specialist after specialist, I got second opinion, third opinions, you know, I ended up getting a custom made cast for my foot and had an extra firm shank put in my shoe and I went up to him afterwards and I, you know, I showed him, listen, I can do this, you know, and he fought me and, you know, even though he wanted to win football games, he was more worried about my health. Than winning football games, you know, and that's the way he is. I mean, like I said, he's he he's he was he wanted to win, and he was an amazing football coach. But he knew that football was just you know a platform for what his ultimate goals and his priorities were, and and you know he he accomplished that. He he was always extremely supportive of his his coaches, his players. You know, anybody that had anything to do with Florida State, he was always supportive of them. And he would, you know, go the extra mile to try to make sure that that they were successful off the field.
3: David Castillo with us here on ESPN West Palm, Palm Beach Gardens alum, remembering the life of Bobby Bowden, who he played for. You talk about that family atmosphere, Bleeding Garden and Gold. You still are based in Tallahassee. How great of a feeling is it because basically all of Tallahassee is Coach Bowden's family. So to bump into people, to share stories, how great of a feeling is that to share stories about him?
4: I mean, it's always great. And one of the questions I always got asked from people is, "Hey, you know, Coach Powell seems like this great guy on TV, but you know, a lot of times you see that, but is he is that really him?" And I said, "No, no, it's not. He's better. You know, what you see on TV and interviews and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, it seems like he's a, such a nice guy and all that other stuff, but but he's a better human being in in person. You know, so many things that he did behind the scenes and." you know, going out of his way that he didn't get notoriety for. He didn't want notoriety for it. It was never about him, you know, uh, and, and, you know, he could care less if anybody knew he did something good or, you know, uh, or got an accolade for it. I mean, he did it because he thought that was the right thing to do and, you know, is what he believed in and he would always do it, you know? And so that, that's something that always, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, offend them by being like, no, no, he, you know, you have no idea guys, but you really didn't. I mean, until you know him on a personal level, uh, which I've been blessed to, you know, get to know him. Like I said earlier, more than even most of his former players have, with the unique experience I've had with him. But you know, so many things behind the scenes that you know he he never he didn't want people to know. He would do it anonymously, and he would say, "Don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody to know we did this." You know, kind of thing. And that, that that's that, that's something very special about him.
3: As charming as he is, do you remember the first time you got hit with a dag gummit, or he was upset with you? Whether it be a bot snap
4: or something like that. Um, yeah, there was a couple of them, Um, you know, he he would, uh, you know, get after you if you if you if you had a bad snap or or something like that. But I think, uh, you know, one of the first times and I I got it from him and Chris Wankie actually, you know, I didn't play center in high school. I played guard and tackle. Um, So everybody projected me to be a center because of my size, my 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 intelligence, things like that. So, you know, I get up to one of the first practices at FSU, and, and I'm in awe. You know, I'm here I am, you know, getting to snap to Chris Wanky, just won a national championship. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Chris Wanky. So we're, we're in a, uh, you know, kind of a – it wasn't a full scrimmage, but it was kind of it was, – it was heated, you know, in the middle of practice. And, and uh, first time ever snapping to Chris Wanky. And I just said, whatever I got to do, I cannot fumble. Of course, I screwed it up, and uh, I ended up uh, trying to get out there, you know, too quick to, on the block, and, and we botched the snap. And, uh, you know, Coach Bowden was, at Castillo, you know, whatever. And, you know, I don't know if I got it worse from him or if I got it worse from Chris because back then, Coach Rick, if you fumbled, it doesn't matter if it was the center and the quarterback. It doesn't matter if it was the quarterback on a handoff. Whoever, whichever the two people were involved in the fumble had to run gassers at the end of practice. So I remember afterwards, after this happened, I said, Coach Rick, can I talk to you real quick? Because in the middle of practice, like, yeah, what's up? You know, and I said, Please don't make Chris run. That was totally my fault. He's like, No, no, that's not the way it is. You know, and after practice, I mean, I ran up and down that field and Chris was in my ear the whole time. If you ever fumble with me again, you know, I'm like, That'll never happen again, sir. You know, I'm like, Nope. So after that, I mean, I don't care if I got killed by the, by the nose guard or whatever, I was making sure Chris Wanky got that snap and uh, you know, But coach didn't, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, didn't yell at me very often, but um, you know, he would come in there and he would come over to the offensive line at times and say, dadgummit guys, you know, we need to, we need to get the, open up these holes for these guys and stuff like that. But uh you know, he, he wasn't too bad with the daggone, which was me, thank God.
3: <laughs> last couple of things here. David Castillo went from Palm Beach Gardens to Tallahassee to play for Coach Bowden. You had a unique honor. One of your last games was playing in the Orange Bowl where it was Bobby Bowden versus Joe Paterno. What do you remember from that game and how special was it to be a part of it?
4: Oh uh, yeah, I mean that was my last game at, yeah. at Florida State. Um, you know, I ended up playing in a uh, an All Star game in Las Vegas afterwards. But um, you know, a, a couple things I remember about that is first, you know, we weren't supposed to be in that game. Uh, a lot of people wrote us off uh, earlier in the year, and then we ended up beating Virginia Tech for the ACC championship when we were underdogs. And, you know, um, so that, that was always a special moment. Uh, But, you know, I remember the, uh, you know, they had a pregame kind of ceremony for the festivities the week leading up to it. And one of the uh, things I remember was, uh, you know, coach Paterno was on the stage with coach bound and Mike Tirico at the time. And they were all in like these director's chairs, answering questions. And, you know, Joe Paterno took a shot at me, which I, I, took us kind of more of a respect thing. Of course. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they were talking about how both of them were older now, but they were still very young at heart and active. And, you know, Coach Paterno was, you know, they had asked, Mike Tirico would ask Coach Paterno about, you know, hey, your players say you're still active, running up and down the sidelines or whatever. And he ended up saying something like along the lines of, yeah, I'm not as quick as I used to be, but I guarantee I'm quicker than that center Castillo for Florida State with all the surgeries he's had. And I'm just sitting there. All the all the player, my teammates and stuff are like, "Oh crap, you just got you just got you know shaved thrown at you by a legend." And I'm like, "Hey, I'll take it," you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a great experience. I actually have uh, you know for that to be my last game at FSU. I mean, fortunately we didn't win, or unfortunately we didn't win, but I don't think we could make an extra point or a field goal that game. But um, you know, triple overtime to end the, to end your career you know, on, on the field with two of the best coaches that ever, you know, did did it was was pretty special. Um, uh, you know, I actually have a piece of memorabilia over here in my man cave on the wall. Um, it's uh, you know, uh, I have two helmets or three helmets actually. I got a, a Joe Paterno or a Penn State one, a, a FSU one, both signed by Coach Fowden, Coach wow. Paterno, and the helmet was split in half. And they each signed that. And then I have um, the uh, an old picture from them from, like, the Blockbuster Bowl or something. Each of them signed it. And then uh, the, the game program from that game. And they both signed it. So that's uh, one of my favorite, you know, pieces of memorabilia from from that game. That is awesome. Career. Yeah. So we'll end
3: it with this. You can fill in the blank. Coach Baden will best be remembered. Fill in the blank. Uh,
4: for being one of the best human beings to walk this earth. Um, you know, his not like I said, his 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 accomplishments as a football coach are amazing in themselves. But that doesn't even uh, even compare to the legacy that he has left off the field for, you know, all of his former players, anybody who, who has ever been associated with him. Um, you know, he, he he's been a role model, a mentor. Uh, he was a phenomenal coach, Christian, you know, husband, great great grandfather. You know, grandfather, father, friend, mentor to so many people. Um, So, you know, his his legacy is is, going to is going to live on forever. You know, and the famous saying is, you know, a good coach, good coaches change games, great coaches change lives. And he absolutely did that without without question.
0: Really awesome stuff there. That is all perfect recollections of Bobby Bowden from Dr. David Castillo, captain of the 2005 Florida State team that upset Virginia Tech in the ACC title game, uh, and uh, Palm Beach Gardens grad as well. Good job by McLovin to uh, to lock that in. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We remember... The uh, legend, Bobby Bowden, and uh, we'll still have more on Bobby here in the final 15 minutes or so. Got to knock this out. Want to make sure that I tell everybody about Florida Cash Home Buyers. The real estate market is insane, it is crazy, uh, and uh, everybody's moving. Everybody's trying to get down here. And if you think it's time to sell your home and get out, time to sell your home and make some money, you want to do it quick. And that's where Florida Cash Home Buyers comes in. Uh, they're fast and easy. Florida Cash Home Buyers. There's no need to have a bunch of strangers walking through your home. I hated that part when I moved just about a year and a half ago. Florida Cash Home Buyers buys properties as is. You don't have to make any repairs, costly repairs, or cleanup, or anything like that. Again, Florida Cash Home Buyers is buying the properties as is. They can save you thousands on commissions and closing costs since there are no realtors involved. Anybody who sold a home knows that, uh, yeah. That can add up in a big way, and Florida Cash Homebuyers can pay a cash advance before the closing. Now, that is big time. Florida Cash Homebuyers been in business since 2011, helped hundreds of home openers sell their homes quick and easy. Florida Cash Homebuyers, A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, have over 100 great online reviews as well. You can trust them. Florida Cash Homebuyers buys inherited houses, damaged houses, properties with bad tenants, properties with liens and violations, but they'll also buy your nice house as well. You don't need to visit your home. Uh, They don't need to visit your home to make an offer. They can do this over the phone. They make it as easy as possible to get you your cash right away at Florida Cash Home Buyers. If you're thinking about selling your home, get a hold of Florida Cash Home Buyers. Give them a call, 561-570-7070-561. 570-7070, that's Florida Cash Home Buyers. Again, 561-570-7070, Florida Cash Home Buyers. We'll take a break, come back, talk more Bobby Bowden. A day after his passing, we celebrate the man and we celebrate the legend. It's Ken Levick, Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management
0: Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Cokell. We remember the great Bobby Bowden on this Monday, Ken Lavica Live podcast. You can get it Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. It's free. Get it right to your phone by hitting Subscribe right there, right there for you. We're making it accessible to you because we're just good damn people. Ken Luvicka Live podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast. Uh, this one is unique, and I was racking my brain uh, yesterday. I'm like. Who could provide an up-close and personal perspective of Bobby Bowden that wasn't a player, someone who was coaching at the time at Florida State? And I thought, you know what? The man who runs the women's soccer program at Florida Atlantic, he had a lot of success at Florida State, and he uh, had a lot of access to Bobby Bowden. Let's welcome in Patrick Baker, the head women's soccer coach at FAU. Uh, One of the the great Florida State women's soccer coaches, brought him to a Final Four uh, in 2003, six seasons in Tallahassee. And uh, coach, uh, while you're getting that thing humming there, the women's soccer program at Florida State, and uh, you're making that a perennial winner. Uh, how many times did you run into Bobby Bowden?
2: Well, early there was a lot. You know, when we got there, um the two most high-profile programs were, you know, Coach Bowden and the football team, and Mike Martin and the baseball team. And I wanted to know how to be successful utilizing Tallahassee, the university, the athletic department. And so both gentlemen were gracious with their time. Um, Coach Bowden took me to, you know, Coach Amato, Coach Andrews, Coach Rick was the offensive coordinator at that time before he moved to Georgia. And they were just, you know, sometimes you get these big schools and, you know, football programs don't want much to do with the Olympic sports. But, man, Coach just brought me in his office, sat me down, made sure everybody knew who I was, which was very thoughtful and, You know, for two years, I want to know what they did on official visits. At the time, there was this restaurant in Tallahassee called the Silver Slipper, Uh which Bill Calpas was the owner. And he's like, Coach uh, Baker, don't go anywhere else. Take your recruits (laughs) to the Silver Slipper. And so our big night for dinner was always at, you know, the Silver Slipper. And sure enough, there'd be nights when football would be in one corner and, you know, our small contingency of recruits and parents would be in the other. And uh, yesterday was really emotional. I mean, when I walked into the office, I realized that um, there's a poster that he and I both appear on that he signed. Um, there's a soccer ball. There's an actual Final Four poster that you mentioned from 2003. That you know, just um, you know, small words, scripture. Um, and he was also someone that you know um, was just he might not have always known your name. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of you know, hey buddy, how are you? Yeah. Hey buddy. You know, but um, he always had time for you. He was always checking up on your, you know, successes. Um, If it was a bad day, he'd also say, you know, hey, get the next one. So just very fortunate looking back to have spent whatever time we did with him and his program and his coaches.
0: When uh, your team, and we're talking with Patrick Baker, Florida Atlantic women's soccer coach who was at Florida State for six seasons, brought the Seminoles to the 2003 Final Four. When when you went to the Final Four, when you had that great season in '03, did he uh, did did he come in and talk to the team at any point?
2: Yeah, he did. You know, and I actually posted that on Facebook. Um, you know, here is this legend of a man. We didn't tell our team. It was a day before we were going to fly to Cary, North Carolina, and. He came to us before going to the practice field and the soccer complex is right next to the practice field. So that was the other thing I learned was, like, how to – well, every place is different, but how he organizes practices. Yeah. You know? Um, we we kind of looked into their facility from our office space. Um, but <clears throat> back to the Final Four, he walks in, he's in his practice attire, got his hat on, jacket. And so, here, you know, here's this man – of just legendary status and he walks into the women's soccer room and he's looking around. And of course I figured he'd already kind of had a speech planned out. He says, uh, ladies, you know, I've been coaching 36 years and I've never been in a women's locker room. (laughs) And of course all the, all the girls fell out laughing. And, um, then he's like, just don't tell my wife and before I do that, I was in here today. So, you know, sense of humor always. And then, uh, You know, left a profound message with the girls, and he was actually one of the first to call after we lost in the semifinals, which I thought just showed another side of him, you know, that um, probably an easier phone call to to make when you're, you know, you've won, Um, but, uh, you know, he'd watch parts of the game and and, um, just very thoughtful, very kind act again.
0: That is really, really awesome stuff. Those are great memories, Coach. Appreciate it. i am be remiss if I I didn't ask you real quick about your own FAU team. Uh, you guys get going August 19th against Oakland, then head to Miami. You're in it right now. I know you had an exhibition last night against uh, UCF. So uh, how how is uh, this year's edition of FAU Women's Soccer looking?
2: Well, you know, we're excited. You know, we came off back-to-back championships in 18 and 19, um, and then 20. You know, it looked a lot different with COVID and then playing a shortened season in the spring. And then with very little turnaround, you know, we're back at it and have a much more regular type of a season look this year, hopefully, as things kind of hopefully turn back to normal. So we're excited. A lot of fresh spaces, a lot of graduate transfers in this year, which is a new thing, you know. Yep. Um, as much as eligibility stopped, um, you know, school didn't. So um, a lot of places, you know, want to get on with their education. And so, um, I'm excited about this year's team. I think we'll make another good run at
0: it. Coach, always look forward to talking to you. Always glad when I can get some time with you. Here's to a uh, productive next couple of weeks leading into the year. And thank you so much for hanging out with us and telling us some really awesome Bobby Bowden stories.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, Patrick Baker, FAU women's soccer coach again, was at Florida State for six seasons and helped lead the Knowles to the 2003 Final Four. Uh, some really good interactions there with Bobby Bowden. I've been coaching 36 years, and I've never been in a women's locker room. That is a line from Bobby Bowden. We're celebrating the life of Bobby Bowden. We'll take one final break. We'll quickly come back, and we'll put a bow on this. And, again, don't forget the podcast, all things Bobby Bowden today. Ken Levick, a live podcast, uh, Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Subscribe to it. It'll come right to you. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888 760 3776. It's Ken
0: LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Cokell.
1: Waiting for the XM.
0: Talking Bobby Botton today, as we should be, and in this state, Any show that is not paying uh, attention to Bobby Bowden for the vast majority is just doing it wrong. This man is uh, one of the greatest of all time, you can argue, is the most influential college football coach in the history of the uh, state of Florida, this rich college football tradition here in this state, and we're going to be doing it all day here on ESPN 106.3. Josh Cohen at 3 with the home team, and then I'll be back again in forever at 5 o'clock. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, driving me to and from where I need to be. I'm on the run at all times. Times. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach they help me out with my Kia K5 GT. That thing is beautiful. You know what else was beautiful was the fact that I got taken care of over there, sitting down, making sure the financing is right, uh, sitting down, making sure that they're helping me out with the safety features, sitting down, making sure that I'm getting a car with good mileage, a car that is safe, a car that is fun to drive, all of those things, and they're looking out for you at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. If you have bad credit, don't worry. I've been there, and it sucks, but it doesn't mean you should get shut out from buying a car, and I cannot impress the upon on you enough. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, their credit clinic, they want to put you in a car. They're going to work and work and work and work and work with their creditors to make sure that they can find something that works for you. Don't think you can't buy a car. Don't think you can't buy a new car if you have bad credit. Go in there and let them work for you. It's what they love to do at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Check out their selection online at greenwaykiawestpalmbeach.com. Ken, how do I get there? Military Trail, West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. You can't miss it. Big, fat Greenway Kia signage right out in front. Beautiful, beautiful dealership. And talk to my guys, George. Talk to my guys, Mike. They're going to help you out. Use the credit clinic to your advantage. Don't think you can't get a car because your credit sucks. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. And again, check out the selection online at GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. We have a whole lot to do later today at 5 o'clock. You will hear the final time Bobby Bowden ever appeared here on ESPN 106.3 with Evan Cohen back in 2017. We're going to relive that interview and have a whole lot more discussion about the life and the legacy of Bobby Bowden, who passes away yesterday. Thank you to Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.